Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Live from Pawnee. I'm Alan, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mark. Mark, how are you doing today? Alan, I am doing great, buddy. I am uh, I'm excited about today's episode. I am too. Uh, for all of our viewers at home, Mark, I, I want to tell everybody that today is a special episode. Uh, we're calling this Revisited First 15. Dramatic pause. That's right. You like that? Yeah, yeah. I like that. So the, the whole inspiration for this episode, frankly, is the fact that we, we've been pretty lucky here recently. Um, we were able to get featured by Apple Podcasts and uh, iTunes. So we, we think we've got a couple new listeners. And I just want to welcome everybody who's listening for the first or second time or a new listener. Welcome aboard. Absolutely. Yeah. Constantine also says hi. He, he couldn't be with us. Well, I heard him in the background crunching an onion, but I knew he was there. Just didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, actually, he's not with us, but he knew that you would miss him. So that's actually a sound recording of him crunching an onion. <laughs> is he back in the mother country today? He absolutely is. Yeah. Good for, 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 you know what? We should say this as well for, mm -hmm. for our new uh, viewers slash listeners. Uh, Constantine is our unpaid intern. Um, I'm unclear. Well, OK, technically unpaid. We don't pay him any money. No, but we do. He, he tell tell everybody what he wanted, Mark. I, I he, don't understand this. To this he day. wants uh, bags and bags and bags of onions. Apparently that is like, uh, if you're familiar with the old cartoon uh, Popeye, um, yeah. he got his strength from the spinach. Oh, okay. uh, so uh, blah, 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 onions. I don't know exactly how that correlates, but <laughs> he, he loves them. It, he is a little bit much to deal with uh, in close proximity in the uh, LFP Worldwide Headquarter break room, but um, that that's what he wanted. And you know what? I am to please, especially because onions are cheap. Well, yeah, they're cheaper than paying cash, uh, you know, no matter what the minimum wage is. So, hey, awesome. Well, absolutely. Well, you know, hi, Constantine, wherever you're at. And uh, hello to our new viewers. And uh, we're glad to have everybody here this week. All right. Well, I think our, our goal for today, Mark, is to kind of look back. You know, again, we've got we've got some new friends and we, we you know, they may be jumping into the series, you know, right here as, as kind of we got featured, which I think was somewhere maybe around episode 16 or 17 for us. Uh, you know, so we've got these first 15 episodes that, you know, we thought, hey, let's take a minute. Let's go back. Let's revisit those and determine because for, for those of you who are new to our format, we typically talk through the episode, uh, maybe sometimes a little too much, and then we, we talk about what we like about it, what we don't. And then at the end of the whole thing, we give it a score and we like to measure in what we call little Sebastians, right? That's right. Yeah. So uh, a little throwback and uh, homage to the to the series that we all love little Sebastian. I've got my lighter in the air right now and I'm waving it. You can't see that, but I am. And um, so we're going to go back and look at the scores we gave very briefly. We won't spend a ton of time on this just to catch everybody up and we'll see if we had to do it over again. Would we? Right. Right. And, and you know, Alana, if this is a good place to interject this, um, as I was uh, looking back at the last uh, 15 or really, you know, the, the shows that we've done to date, um, right. it, it felt like these kind of got grouped into four categories, let's say. And, uh, you know, Parks and Rec was was just first starting out, obviously, and, and they were they were they were getting things perfected. Um, so, it you know, it, it seemed like there were the early years. Or this is what I called them because, you, Alan, you know how I, I think I'm funny. So yes, I, you, you do I, think that I do think that. And so I give things titles because then I, I chuckle and. Yeah. And I get then I get sad because I'm the somebody only gets some joy out of it. Anyway. I know. So I named the first category the early years and then. Okay. 
in a little bit, they, the, the shows seem like they start to mature. So I kind of call that the, the maturing, uh, the, the wonder years, maybe, um, the maturing, <laughs> um, then we, I have, uh, probably somewhere in season two, they start what I think of as hitting their stride. And then finally we have perfecting their craft where like really, really strong episodes. Um, and, I love and, that. and I largely came at this just I, I saw a brief listing of our scores and it seems like in, in, in general, our scores kind of agree with that uh, breakdown, if you will. Those tiers, if you will. Yeah. 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 I love that. I, I, I like Wonder Years better than maturing. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that's such a weird word when you see it in print. But yeah, it, it really is. So we've got early years, Wonder Years, yes. hitting their stride and perfecting their craft, right? Yes, sir. Well, you know what, Mark? I got to be honest with you. I feel like you could describe us that way as well, right? <clears throat> I mean, I feel like in these first 15 to 17 episodes we've done now, you know, I think they've all been pretty good. I'm proud of us. You know, we, we're both newbies to this. We're, we're, we're noobs, as the kids say. But, um, you know, I think we've gotten a lot better since our first episode. And I think we've tightened up our format a lot here recently as well. Oh, I think that that's definitely true. You know, Alan, as the kids say, when when we started this podcast, we can't even. But then um, I probably didn't use that right. No, I don't think you did. No, you're, you're exactly right, though. You know, we were starting out. We were trying to feel what sort of a, a format we wanted to use. And part of that involved, you know, how much do we want to summarize things versus how much do we want to talk? Turns out that you and I go figure like to talk quite a bit. So, yeah, you know, yeah. that's been part of our learning curve, I think. Yeah. Did um, we send out an apology for that two hour episode yet? I think we should. Well, you know what? I think we need to put a secret Easter egg for those that actually survive to the oh, end of it and are still awake. That. You know, yeah. maybe a note from Constantine. We should totally do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, two hours on a 21 minute episode <clears throat> seems maybe a little out of proportion. I'm just saying. Well, I, I should have cut that part where I was singing opera. But yeah, you're you're right. We, we, don't, we don't need that. We don't need that sort of no. leg. No. And we're committed to, to being a little more uh, brief and and sticking sticking to this new format, which I think I think is working well for us. And we've gotten some good feedback. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. All right. Well, should we do this, Mark, then? Why don't we um, why don't we take those groupings that you, you, you so eloquently aligned for us? And I'll kind of walk us through which episodes fell into those categories and briefly say what our scores were. And we'll just pause and just say, hey, how do we feel about that? I think that sounds like a great plan. Let's go All for right. it. Let's do it. All right. So in, in what you called the early years, we basically had our first three episodes, which were, you know, these are all season one, episode one, two and three. And in order, they were the pilot canvassing and the reporter and so you know those first three episodes are functionally half of season one because season one consisted only of those first six episodes okay so for pilot mark you gave 2.5 little sebastians and in fact i listened to this episode here recently we weren't even using little sebastian as our measure mark yet did you know that Really? Is no, that right? No, we just it was like points or scores or stars or something. I don't know. Um, I we we introduced Little Sebastian's probably maybe in the next episode or by episode three though. I think so. Um, you know, maybe we should give out a, a coffee mug to somebody who who would write into us and tell us, and then uh, you know that can be their their prize for enduring some of those <laughs> earlier episodes. See, maybe you're right. I thought I had at least mentioned that in episode one, but maybe I didn't. I don't think so. Not in pilot. I think it was real early. We didn't wait very long. But so anyway, so Mark, you gave pilot two and a half. I gave it two and a half. For canvassing, 
you you drop down to a one. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless we were to give a zero, you can't go any lower. That's right. And, and I generously gave it two. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the reporter, when we first met Shauna Malway Tweeb, I believe, yep. um, we had uh, Mark had two and a half little Sebastians and I gave it a, a rounded up three. So, so far, two, one thing I notice is we've we've tied. We've been one point different and half a point different. So there's some themes already developing here early on, even in those first three episodes. That's right. And and the other thing is, you know, you you tended to rate things a little bit higher than I did. I yeah, I'm nicer because, than you are. Yeah, you're a little bit more optimistic and cheery, and I'm more of a grunkle. Uh, I, you know, I. But I I think that um, these first few episodes, like like you said, not only are they rough for, and I don't say rough. First of all, you know what, Alan, we should say. The, our scoring system is based in the universe of Parks and Rec. Now, what I mean by that is we are comparing these awesome, awesome episodes not to other sitcoms because, you know, they would trounce others. <clears throat> That's that, true. Man. Um, but also, <laughs> you know, I, I think I've always said a, a, fa- a, a, a one in the Parks and Rec universe could easily be a five in, in, in the outside universe, you know? Yeah, a three or four anyway, right? I mean, it's just we've said before we obviously chose to do this podcast about this show because we love it and one of the reasons we love it is it's just so smart i mean it's smart writing it's funny it's it's almost everything we like in a a, you know a half hour sitcom format so i think our, our anything any score we give here would easily be a lower score for someone else probably Oh, my gosh, definitely, definitely. I mean, I, I know for a fact, so I, I want to make two points here. One is that um, even canvassing, which I scored as a one because yeah, I, I true lowest of all. And and, and and mathematically speaking, if our little Sebastian scale is one to ten, that means by definition that the the in air quotes, heavy air quotes, the worst Parks and Rec episode will be a one and mm. the best in air quotes Parks and Rec episode is going to be a ten. I am going out on a limb and saying I was correct in finding the, again, heavy air quotes, worst episode in canvassing. So I stand by that one. And yet, and yet, I listen to some of our podcasts and I know for a fact that we have referred back to canvassing. I mean, others as well, but canvassing, which is allegedly our worst episode with laughs and giggles at the funny stuff that was in that one. So that just goes to show you what a solid series this is. You know, even their worst is awesome. That that's an excellent point. Yeah, no, well said. So, so I guess in those first three, Mark, uh, pilot, canvassing, reporter, do you feel like we did it justice? Do you feel like we were off in any way? And if you were to do it again today, would you rescore it differently? You know what? For for my scores, I feel pretty. I feel pretty confident about that. I mean, like you said, in the very first episode, we hadn't even gotten our little Sebastian units of measure uh, straightened out. And I think that we weren't even sure if we were going to allow ourselves to do um, half points because I I listened to this episode recently, too. And I think initially you and I were coming in at a two and then we were kind of listening to the episode and going, yeah, you know what? This actually was was pretty decent. And I think we can give it half points if we want to. I think we should go up to a two five. And then we kind of decided, well, that's going to be that. So, you know, I, I think that we did a pretty good job. And, and, you know, the other thing is, and I think you and I kept this theme, you and I kind of give justification for why we give our scores at the very end. And I think we, even though our scores differed a little bit, I think that they were justified. You know, I, I think yeah. our reasons were solid, even yours. Even mine. <laughs> I, I've never, <laughs> I've never felt like, uh, 
we've ever had total disagreement. We've definitely had differing scores. Uh, we've gone differing in both directions. That's to say where I give it a higher score, which is generally more often the case where I score a little higher than you. Right. And you give it lower. But we flipped as well, where I gave it a lower score and you gave it a higher score. That's, That's true. happened here somewhat recently, and we'll hit that here toward the end. So, but I agree with you. I think overall, um, we, we're always kind of aligned, even if our slight nuances are a little different. Um, and I think it's fair to say, you know, these these groupings, the early years here are lowest. The perfecting their craft episodes are the highest, and it, it's almost like a linear rise straight up through it if you look at it on a, on a, a plotted chart. That's right. Yeah. And I went back and I looked at like IMDb and some other sources, just, you know, others where they have out of 10 rating systems. And, you know, they were a little more generous to these earlier episodes. Although if you read the critical reviews and you read some of the personal reviews, they are the harshest. So I think in general, while their scores might have been higher, they still follow the same trend lower at the beginning, higher more recently, and that same kind of linear curve, they just start quite a bit higher in the sevens. Right. And I, I'd have a hard time giving, again, based on our scale, and maybe the IMDb scale is kind of looking at the sitcom universe in general, and, and some of those other scales are as well, where maybe if I had to compare this to a two and a half men, which Mark knows I love to pick on, um, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a, it's a great, it's a fine show for the masses, right? And it's, it's designed to be that formula it's that formula it really is mark look okay i'm gonna nerd out for 30 (laughs) seconds and we're gonna get back to this i studied a little bit of telecommunications right and Mm. i'm telling you there's this thing it's called least common denominator programming and it's a real thing and it sets a pretty low bar for what we as a culture will accept as funny and yeah that show has funny moments as do other least common denominator programs, but I feel like it's one of them. I don't feel like this show is though. And I think it's one of the reasons I really like it still to this day. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I think just as a brief mention, just cause it seems pertinent um, in, in the somewhat recent episode, the camel Mark makes yeah. a similar suggestion to, to the gang when they're trying to make their mural. He's like, look, I can give you're, you this. Great. And it's, is it, is it fantastic? Is it noteworthy? Is it something you're going to want to trumpet and parade up the street? Nope. Will it nope. win? Probably. You know why? Lowest common denominator. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's not offensive. It's it doesn't challenge anybody is what he said. Right. So it's exactly the same thing. That's right. You know, yeah, you show me the, you show me the two and a half men re rewatch podcast. <laughs> no, thank you. Unsubscribe. Um, Alan, the last thing I, I wanted to say, at least about the, the early yeah. years, is that yeah, I, then we'll I, move on. I think that you would agree with this. In the very beginning, I think you and I were also a little maybe gun shy. We were at least concerned about giving away too many points too early because you and I very had much. such uh, uh, fond memories of such awesome, awesome, good episodes that we knew darn well were to come that we kind of wanted to. Uh, save space, you know, for reserve those points for those really good shows. And I think as we went along, we started to go, you know what? These shows are really coming into their own and it it's it doesn't feel right to reserve those points too much anymore. I, I think that's true. I think maybe if we redid these, we might factor that in. That That's fair to say. But you know what? I'm fine with sticking with these scores. I don't feel too differently about them today, quite honestly. Yep, I agree. 
All right. Well, let's do this. Let's move on to the second grouping we called the Wander Gears. And in this grouping, we had basically two clusters of three. So we had six episodes here. Um, we'll break them up just to make them easier to talk about. So we had episodes four, five, and six. So these are the final three episodes of season one, which were Boys Club, The Banquet, and Rock Show. Um, you know, I, I think in this case, we were we were starting to get a little more generous with our scores, but we definitely, you can see through them that there's still, we think, at that point, room to grow. So Mark, for Boys Club, you gave five little Sebastians and I gave five little Sebastians. Right. Um, the, the next episode, uh, episode five, The Banquet, you gave five little Sebastians again, and as did I. I gave five little Sebastians. Nice. So we're, we're kind of getting that median here now. Yep. Uh, and then the final episode of season one, which I, I know we both agreed was the best, was Rock Show. And you gave it five and a half little Sebastians, and I, I gave it a six. Mm -hmm. So this at this point, these are our highest scores to date for what we both agreed at the time, as I recall, was the best episode so of season one, period, but the best episode of the show so far, of course. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it goes without saying, I think. They definitely got better even during this little mini season of six episodes uh, as, as they went along. I think they kind of, uh, you know, were starting to find their voice a little bit more. Um, the, the plot in and of itself, I think, was becoming a little bit more enjoyable than just a constant stream of of, uh, of one liners. And that's yeah. and that's not a shot at them. It's just you. I think we've said this before. You have to be able to take time and establish a universe to be able to make someone want to be fond of it and come back to it. And they just you can't do that without investing some time in it. So I think no, they, that's had, a great point. they had started to get to that point with episode four, five and six. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I will before we move on to the the second half of our our Wonder Years grouping, I will say for Rock Show, I think it's one of two episodes that I would rescore my score. Really, um, it is. Um, you know, I, I watched it again somewhat recently, or at least enough of it because I, I we were considering doing this format, and and I just kind of happened across it, you know, a week or so ago. Um, I I feel like I think here's what I'll say generally. And especially in season one, those first six episodes, our biggest complaint about those episodes generally was the fact that we didn't like the direction that Leslie had early on. And Leslie wasn't the Leslie we we now know we here in our recent episodes. Mm. We've called her queen of the Parks Department, Leslie. Right. And she's kind of got this nurturing role. And she's she's not only competent, but she's smart and a little but not yet politically savvy, but she's working toward it. You know, I think that's part of her arc for the whole series is that she's going to figure out how to live in this political world that she loves so much. And I don't think she loves it because it's politics, because I think she loves it because it's public service. Yes. But it has that political piece of it that you, you need to master in order to, to survive. And that's kind of her journey. Right. And we're following her on that. And in these early episodes, she's a bit of a, a doof, you know, and, and right. I, I just think it didn't do her any service. And I think that they do course correct eventually. And, and thankfully, but I think overall, outside of that, Rock Show was a better show than I gave it. I gave it a six at the time, my highest score. I think if I were to rescore today, I might go as high as a six and a half or a seven. You know, I, I think in, in retrospect and in hearing your argument, I think honestly I would I would agree with you as well. I don't think that Rock Show 
it hits the heights of what they've been doing here recently. However, no, I don't. Either. I think that, you know, I, I gave it a five five, whereas the shows before it, I gave just flat fives. And I think that it's probably more of a market increase in quality than the half point that I gave it. So I'm not, I'm not sure what I would end up doing. That's what I, my brain is. I could see make, giving it at least a six if not a six, five, I, I would agree that, that that was a pretty decent show. It was a great way to end the season. It was, you know, it was a super strong episode to end on knowing that they had to get renewed and come back, which of course yep. they did. And they came back with a full, you know, 22 episode season. Uh, and there were several reasons we mentioned this in a couple of our shows, you know, um, but, you know, season one was so short. They actually had a much better deal than they <laughs> They ended up yep. using um, Amy Poehler was pregnant, wasn't available to start at the time that NBC would have wanted them to start. They actually had a Super Bowl spot to start the season, uh, which, you know, is huge. But they actually didn't end up airing until much later um, because they they hauled off a production to let her, you know, kind of finish going through the pregnancy and then be being fully available. They just wanted that continuity and they definitely wanted Amy Poehler. They weren't going to do it with anyone else. So for all those reasons, we got this super short season one, but you're right. Rock show is the strongest of all of them. I think in almost every other way outside that Leslie arc that we've talked about, it was a stronger show than, than I think we scored it. Um, and there are just so many memorable moments from it, you know, uh, mouse rat, their, their interaction, their, their songs on the stage. Um, it's the episode where Anne finally says enough, Andy, you know, um, you know, you're the only one getting anything out of this relationship. We're, we're functionally done. So a lot of good things happen in this episode, I feel. And so uh, I won't dwell on it, but I, I feel like that's the, so far. That's our underscore. Yep, I would agree. All right. So for the rest of the uh, the Wonder Gears here, we've got the first three episodes of season two. We've got uh, episode one of season two, which is Pawnee Zoo. Uh, gay penguin marriage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We've got C episode two, which is the stakeout, um, which was a fun one. And then we had beauty pageant. So in order, we gave Pawnee Zoo, Mark, you gave it four and a half little Sebastians, and I gave it five. So this is the kickoff to season two. Um, and the second episode, stakeout, you gave it six and a half. So you jumped two whole little Sebastians between Pawnee Zoo and the stakeout. And I also gave it six and a half. So I jumped quite a bit as well, a point and a yep. half. And then for beauty pageant, we dropped down just a hair and we both gave it six little Sebastians. Yeah. You know, if you include all these in what we called the wonder years, um, I think that the Pawnee Zoo, the very first episode of season two, while it was very cute and memorable in some ways, that was probably I'm going to I'm going to call it maybe a, a low point in that they came back and it wasn't bad, but it they immediately I thought got a lot better and and I, yeah. and it seems like all of these if you look at these score wise everything in the wonder years we're averaging about I don't know 5.5 .5 to 6 decent pretty good but uh you know definitely something that that they can uh, can improve upon um I think that well it strikes me Mark that episode one Pawnee Zoo here of season two um in almost every way including Leslie and her kind of her arc and I remember her interactions in this episode and kind of just being a little naive about things, which, you know, is sweet and, and part of what we like about Leslie, but it was still tilted in the wrong direction too much so that I think it it could have very easily been a quote season one episode in that regard. But the rest of this 
beginning of this season two kind of feels more like season two. Yes. You know what? I would agree with that. Maybe with the exception of uh, them introducing Joan Calamezzo and Pawnee Zoo, which is great. But other than that, I, I would oh, agree with that. Very, very fair <laughs> point. Yeah. No, great. You're right. Yep. First of uh, 19 episodes featuring Joan Calamezzo uh, acted by Mo Collins. Uh, the great Mo Collins. We love her. The great Mo yep. Collins. So, yeah. All right. Well, I, I think I guess the question is then: Do we do we do it justice? Are scores the right scores here? For me, I, I think I, I feel good about these. I feel like these were the right scores to give these three episodes here at the end of the Wonder Years. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I feel like Stakeout and Beauty Pageant at the end definitely were starting to ascend to a better quality, but I don't quite think that they were there. Um, yeah, some great memorable moments, right? I mean, Stakeout and. Tom, you know, getting tased by by the officer, <laughs> Officer Dave. Yep. I just some funny stuff for sure. Oh, absolutely. Definitely memorable moments. Yep. Yeah. The Leslie character meeting Officer Dave really for the first time and it didn't go well at the beginning. No. No, she was very angry. Very angry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move ahead then. So we we feel like we've kind of closed out the wonder years now. Uh, we feel like the scores are getting better. We have higher expectations of the show. We're now at, at basically at episode four, five, and six of season two, which were in order, Practice Date, Sister City, great episode, mm -hmm. and Kaboom. Yep. For Practice Date, which I believe is where Leslie is uh, going out with Anne to get ready for this date with Officer Dave, right? Yes, so aptly named, but uh, we gave that seven little Sebastians. You did, Mark, and I gave it seven and a half. Yep. Yep. And then Sister City, where our, uh, you know, the delegation from uh, Baracqua, Venezuela yep. uh, visits right. with the great Fred Armisen. Right to jail. Uh, right to jail. Um, that we gave that seven and a half, or Mark gave it seven and a half little Sebastians. And I give it just slightly less generous seven little Sebastians. We, we actually flipped here. Uh, practice date, we, we inverted seven to seven and a half for Mark and seven and a half and then down to seven for me for some reason. Yep. So, uh, yeah, weird. And then kaboom, the final of this, uh, this little trio, uh, where we have this crazy entrepreneur guy, uh, played by Paul Shear coming into town and uh, fake tricking everybody into building a playground. Really weird. <laughs> What's his name? Keith Slurtner? Uh, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> Keith Slurtner. <laughs> Wow, what a, what a name. name. Need, need nine little Sebastians just for the name. Uh, but, Mar but Mark gave it six and a half and I gave it seven. All right. So let's look at those three really quick. We, we actually have one more in this group, but I think we kind of separated a little bit on purpose um, just so because we kind of want to talk about it that way. But um, I don't know how you feel about those, Mark. I, for me, Sister Cities, I, I'm not sure why I went down here. Actually, you know what? I do remember why I went down. Yeah, it's because you're I, wrong. I stand by it. Well, <laughs> I stand by being wrong. Well, for me, I think the reason I did was I and we mentioned this again recently on a more recent episode was the la the potential. Mm -hmm. I think I I I, I kind of dinged it for what it could have been versus what it was. Right. And the reason I did that was I love Fred Armisen. He is so so funny yeah, he is. and the improv was amazing. He ate the screen time in a major major <laughs> way, right? They let this guest star come on and basically so many others that were funny and could have added to the storyline lost screen time because he had so much. I felt like this was an unbalanced episode in that regard. And I think that's why I gave it the score. I did. No, I think you're exactly right. And at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I don't know that I could 
rearrange the time any better necessarily maybe but but overall you know what it is what it is you only have 21 and a half minutes and you know if you're going to give a lot of it to fred armison it's going to come from somewhere so you're going to have a yep. lot of people uh you know donna and jerry i know you and i were, were were pitching about you know hey we needed them to get more screen time because both of them are so right. freaking funny and you know yep. they, they start kind of falling by the wayside but yeah i i get why you gave it that I don't know. I, I think that I'm pretty comfortable with with all these. I mean, we're, we're starting to get into the sevens. It's definitely really, really funny and memorable. Um, and, and, you know, Alan, I wanted to mention here if it's appropriate to do so. Um, I had originally grouped the next episode, uh, ep- season two, episode seven, Greg Pekaitis in this group as well. Um and I wanted to go back. And so for those of you who may remember uh, the infamous Greg Pekaitis, um, Pekaitis, Pekaitis, uh, Leslie tries to stop a high school punk who vandalizes the <laughs> park every Halloween. But will he get the last lap? It, spoiler, he didn't. But you need to listen to our episode. Um, and then meanwhile, Anne gives a Halloween party, which is kind of a bore until, you know, Tom and, and Wendy come yep. and save the day. Um, so that's kind yep. of an Play overview of. Flavor, Flav. Um, this was a really good episode. As a matter of fact, you know, if you don't mind, Alan, I wanted to say I gave it a seven and you yep. uh, gave it a, an eight, which at that point um, not only represented our biggest gap. I don't think we've ever been apart more than one, but it represented our biggest so. gap. And this was also your high. Um, yeah. I, I felt like this was a very cleverly done. I think I called it the the closest that Parks and Rec would ever come to Ocean's Eleven, which I mean, <laughs> OK, it's it's not going to win Academy Full stretch, Awards. but not much. And it was pretty good. There's like a cute little Halloween theme. And so I, I think overall I would have bumped it up to a seven five. I don't know if I would have given it an eight, but I think it's definitely deserving of a of a higher rating that I gave it. Maybe close seven five, maybe an eight. And I think that it's because of that, that in my mind, I would actually group Greg Pekaitis in with the remainder of the uh, shows in the perfecting their craft. But I, I didn't want to jump out of that. Is there anything you want to say about the, the uh, three practice date, sister city and kaboom? No, I mean, I think we covered it well enough. Um, like I said, I, I think, you know, Sister City was the standout among those three that I think could have been higher and wasn't for the reasons I said. Sure. I think it was the first time we ever said, hey, I wish that, that Parks and Rec and Mike Schur would do what Greg Daniels did on The Office and, and have these supersized episodes where they could go from that 21 and a half minutes to 42 minutes. Absolutely. Just because there's so much more opportunity to put the show back in balance, give Fred as much screen time as hell, give him a little more. Um, but then also be able to bring in this amazing cast and let them have some, some screen time as well. Um, but no, I'll stand by the scores we have. You know, one of the other things that occurs to me as you're saying that is, um, one thing that we frequently uh, try to do is to go over any deleted scenes and especially those that really stand out to us. And, you know, some shows don't have, a bunch, you know, maybe they might have a, a one or two minutes worth other shows. Holy cow. There might be like 12, 15 minutes of deleted scenes. And I think if I remember right, that Sister City was one of those. And and to us, that was just evidence that they really had a lot of material, not only that they could have used, but doggone it, that they went ahead and filmed <laughs> and had to cut. So I think you're right. That would, that would have made a great supersized episode. But anyway, you really would yeah. have. 
Okay. Well, then, like you said, Pachytus was kind of the fourth of what we called hitting their stride there. I think it belongs there. It is, like you said, it was our highest score to date at that point. But we, I think, you know, it puts it in this kind of upper echelon of higher scores. That's also the reason we kind of pulled it out a little bit and talked about it with this next group, mm-hmm. um, which was where we, we called that you called this mark perfecting their craft, which I think is, is apropos, um, you know, in this group, we to kind of say our to really to revisit our first 15 we really can only talk about two of them and we hit our 15th episode we actually have five episodes in this group including our most recent which will air next week but um you know we had ron and tammy season two episode eight um the first time we meet tammy too um (laughs) played by the amazing megan malari and mark you gave that eight and a half little Sebastians. I also gave it eight and a half little Sebastians. Yep. That episode was followed by episode nine, our 15th episode called the camel, uh, where the group basically has this opportunity, uh, to compete with other parks, uh, or with other city hall groups to replace this offensive mural. One of many. (laughs) And, uh, Mark, that was your high score, uh, actually to date. Yep. Um, still, and at, certainly at that time of nine little Sebastians. And I gave it a, a slightly less. This is the first time we ever flipped in the other direction, by the way. Except for Sister uh, where City. I gave it the. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. This is the <laughs> second time. I apologize. Yep. Thank you for keeping me honest, as always, Mark. Um, <clears throat> I think I gave this a, uh, a an eight. So uh, we have the one point differential. So that's not new, but we are in the other direction for only the second time. So, you know, that kind of rounds out that first 15. Um, let's talk about those two real quick. I mean, I guess, you know, outside of, and maybe Pachytus as well. So Pachytus, Ron and Tammy and the Camel, do you feel like the scores we gave are the scores that they deserved? I would say, I would say yes, uh, with the exception of what I already mentioned about Pachytus. I think I, <clears throat> I, I scored a little bit higher, maybe closer to yours. Um, and I really feel like, um, you would copy me as you normally should. As I normally should. You're exactly right. Yes. And, 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 okay, and it, good. As long as we're clear. And, you know, if I were to rescore Pachytus for my score as eight, that would put us at a pair of eights for that and kind of, I think, usher in the perfecting their craft. Because if you look at the scores for that, they're all eights and yeah, nines. Good point. Um, yeah. I feel like, I'm, and I'm going to include Pachytus in this description. I think Pachytus, Ron and Tammy in the camel are just... They're, 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 they're quintessential classic episodes that, that people can refer back to as you can with many parks and rec and just go, Oh my gosh, Ron and Tammy, you know, like when they were going at it in the diner or, Oh, Pachytus, you know, when they TP'd his house and it wasn't him or, you know, yeah. we first meet Burt Macklin or F- fake mom. Oh uh, yeah. Um, or, or, you know, the, the, the camel, which, you know, the interesting thing with the camel, you and I both said, I think at the time that we really didn't remember it i definitely didn't remember right. hardly at all and i yeah. think you i kind of remembered it maybe a little bit better than i did but uh, maybe i remember remembered it better but i just didn't remember the quality of right it. right it, you know where, where i think iran and tammy because of tammy too and how just outlandish that whole relationship and 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 her performance which is amazing is you know that that just leaves a mark you know you can't unsee that <laughs> yes <laughs> The camel, you know, um, I think it was one of our highest scored episodes, you know, combined. Like if you were to average our scores, it's right up there right. with our highest scores. And, you know, 
I think it deserves it. I, and I've, I've offered to, you know, kind of put something out on the Facebook groups that follow Parks and Rec where I just challenge people. You know, it's it is the most underrated episode of, of the series and one of the best of season two. You know, fight me. <laughs> uh, right. Because. I can defend why. And we did, I think, if you listen to the episode, which I think we did a good job of covering it, it really does. It just, it's such a great bench ensemble show. And, uh, you know, it kind of sets up this team dynamic we haven't really seen up until that point. And as as much as I'd like to see going forward, uh, I hope to see it more. You know, there are lots of great things. It's just it, on so many levels, it was a really well-crafted, designed and executed show, um, even if it's not one of the more memorable. Well, you know, Ellen, I, I think that you and I started to notice um, probably starting around the Pachitis episode. Uh, I think we both made note of the fact that because you and I are rewatching this to, to do this podcast, we are noticing a lot more exciting and pertinent and impressive mm. details that I know I admit when I first watched it, I just kind of, you know, maybe I have other stuff going on or something out of the corner of my eye or life or, you know, blah, blah, blah. And maybe I didn't pay as much attention to it as maybe it deserved. But in rewatching this, you know, I had that impression of the camel that I think you you said you did to a degree as well. Like, wow, I this is so tightly and well written. It's such a great ensemble. Um, and I think that we found that that was true for a lot of them. So um, I would totally agree with that. Um yeah, I, I feel like, you know, there there's a lot here where we 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 dove into these episodes and we just found some hidden gems that I don't think they're they're lost on you if you're just watching the show straight for entertainment. If you're dissecting the show kind of through, you know, some sort of uh, scientific analysis, <laughs> uh, neither of which neither of us are qualified to no. do, um, you know, it just it, you do see some things that you don't see on a less critical re review or review of a show in the first place. So we, we definitely felt like we put on our our, uh, you know, our critical hats here a lot more <laughs> than we have in the past by doing this podcast. And it's been fun doing it. Absolutely. I mean, I know for me doing that, like I said, I, I picked up more details kind of a la a smart show like an arrested development where they hide so yeah. many things layered in there that you know my my intuition role they, alan if i were a DD &D character my intuition role may oh, not God. be really uh high there but uh, you know it becomes higher when i'm all detailed and stuff oh come on like this isn't going to get audience members in here um D, &D folks <laughs> catch catch the wave yeah yeah, this is a crossover for sure. <laughs> Good God. But uh, no, it, I think we've compared it before to smart shows like an Arrested yeah. Development and, and yeah. as totally as a compliment. It's so well written. Oh, of course. Well, I think, you know, this show for sure, I, I think hap this happens, but especially Arrested Development because of its pace, go, 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 go. And it's just like one one joke or one mm -hmm. gig or gag after another yeah. um, gig. Good Lord. <laughs> um, I. You know, I think you'd rewatch it and see something new three or four times on rewatch. I think that's true with this show as well. I think there are things you don't notice the first time you rewatch. You're like, oh, I didn't see that. It happens in the office. It happens in Arrested Development. Yep. And so, you know, there, there's a reason those are some of our favorite shows. Yep. 
Well, Mark, since the camel, our 15th episode, we, we've done three. We, one of those is about to air. We, we've done Hunting Trip, Tom's Divorce, and Christmas Scandal. You know, these these have stayed. I think we won't talk about them too much here except to say they've stayed in this kind of perfecting their craft. So, so far, you know, the the the, the trajectory we're on, we like. Uh, we might see a slight dip here with Christmas Scandal, a little bit of a spoiler alert there. Um, and and I think here uh, rather soon we'll, we'll move on beyond that. But um you know, I feel like in a lot of ways, this journey that the this, the series has been on, you know, kind of starting with the early years, the wonder years, hitting their stride and then perfecting their craft is a lot like where we've been in, in terms of our podcast. And uh, I, I hope we're, we're, we're doing it right. We really encourage anyone who is listening to the show to come out and give us feedback, rate us, review us. We'd love your reviews on Apple Podcasts or any podcast platform where you're listening to us. We'd love for you to come by the website and uh, we actually have a, a mechanism on there where you can leave us an auto recording. And if you do that, we may feature you on the podcast. You can ask questions, you can leave comments. Uh, you can uh, tell us what you think of Constantine. Um, uh, he's got thick skin, Mark and I don't. No. But uh, Constantine, you can say whatever you want about that guy. He'll just eat an onion and, and laugh at you. But we encourage you to give us uh, your feedback because we, we want to craft the show in a way that we know you're enjoying it and that you're getting the most out of it like we are. Absolutely. Well said. And, you know, just to also mention again, one of the reasons we did this show was kind of an opportunity to catch some folks up. We were, again, we were so lucky and we're so grateful to Apple for featuring us on on their featured podcast in the new and noteworthy section. Uh, we saw a huge spike in, in listenership and we're excited about it. And we thought as an homage to that, as a thanks to Apple, um, we've got a word about Apple from our good friend, Ron Swanson, and we want to play that for you right now. Oh, excellent. Let's do it. Hello. This is Ron Swanson. As part of a legally binding public service agreement, the details of which are none of your fucking business, I have agreed to talk about a product from Apple, which I can only assume is a fruit company. This product is called a iPod. It is a small, flat rectangle that fits in my hand, my employee, Tom Haverford, put my vinyl records on the rectangle and gave it back to me. The rectangle now plays the songs one after the other. I do not know how this works. What I can tell you is that this is an excellent rectangle. Be sure to go to the Apple and buy a rectangle for yourself. Thank you. That is all. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody. Well, that was terrific, Mark. I, you know, again, I don't know how we got so lucky to get Ron Swanson to to help us with these podcasts, but uh, we, he's been a huge part of this show. He, you know, he really has. It, it's it's amazing. I, I I think that we were lucky, and I wonder if he's really bored. It's, it seems like he doesn't have much going on. He just he does all these commercials, but man, he does a great job. What a trooper. Well, you know, I, I think here, you know, kind of uh, socially distance, which would be right in Ron's wheelhouse, right? You know, oh my cabin. Gosh. he's got all kinds of time. So um, we've just been lucky enough to tap into that. And uh, the podcast has definitely uh, benefited from it. No one else has Ron. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a great point. I think, you know, when he's hanging out with Diane and the kids, he uh, he has to just want some some moments of solitude just where he can, you know, do important things like our podcast <laughs> and hunt and fish. And hunt and fish. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us. We really enjoyed doing this breakdown. Hopefully that's caught a few of you uh, of our new listeners and viewers up to date. And uh, next week we'll be back with either Christmas Scandal or the setup, depending on when this episode airs. And we look forward to breaking those down for you. All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Live from Pawnee is a copyrighted production of the creators. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Original music was created and performed by Aaron Emerson of Emerson Studios. Clips are used under fair use doctrine for the purpose of commentary and parody. Please see our website at livefrompawnee.com for more details or to contact us.